0: Welcome to Conversation Mill. Join me as I talk to individuals stepping out to pursue their passions, from small business owners to community leaders, and learn with me how we can work together to support our local communities and local economies. Visit conversationmill.com to learn more, but now please join us in conversation. Brittany Brackett is an actor, a voice artist, a singer, a writer of children's books, an entrepreneur, and the founder of a nonprofit in Greenville, South Carolina, called the Outstanding Youth Awards Initiative. You can't keep Brittany down, and she brings her infectious energy and positivity to the podcast today. She reminds us to use the gifts and talents we've been given to make a difference in our community. Join us in conversation. You seem to be a very busy woman. I saw that you just sang at the Triumph game. The National anthem. You are doing voice acting, you're doing entrepreneur stuff. You're a little bit all over the place, so are you tired? Are you? <laughs> how are you hanging in there? <laughs> That's a great question.
1: i I sleep really well. People ask me all the time, like, do you sleep? Do you have good time management? You should write a book. i I just love so many different types of artsy stuff. And I figure out ways to marry them together and make it work for me, make it work for kids, make it interesting, and kind of have the world enjoy it in a really fun way. Yeah. So that's sort of how everything connects.
0: Awesome. And it brings you it the, the stress level of kind of being, because you have your hands in so many different things, doesn't really feel stressful because you love doing it. Oh, Rebecca is stressful.
1: It is stressful, only because I'm a Virgo. And Virgos, we have a specific way to do things, sort of like Liam Neeson, you know, like I have a specific set of skills. Yes. (laughs) Skills that make me dangerous as a Virgo. So because of that, I'm really critical of myself. I'm just, I'm constantly, every single day that I wake up, trying to do something differently than I did yesterday. Mm -hmm. And as an actor, that's really been... For the last 17, 18 years, the way that I live. And then I incorporate that mindset into everything else that I do. So it's like I can't lose. Yeah. And that sounds crazy to say. It sounds like something a superhero would say like, oh, you know, we can't lose. We've got this. Let's team up and put our rings together. (laughs) We're the Power Rangers. It's sort of like that, but it's this sort of cool superpower that I have. I know that sounds really weird. It's no, sort of egotistical, but it's, that's how I feel.
0: No, that's resilience, getting up every day. And no matter what happened the day before being like, okay, I'm up now. What can I do differently today? Yeah. Especially if yesterday was a quote unquote bad day, whatever that means. Mm-hmm. But you said something that, um, I wanted to follow up on, uh, being very critical on yourself mm-hmm. That can be a good thing because you're kind of doing a self audit often, but it can also be a bad thing and lead to kind of getting stuck in loops of imposter syndrome or I'm not good enough or I'm a failure if something doesn't come through. How do you manage that critical Mm. judgment of yourself and and make sure that you don't get too far over that line?
1: That's such a great question. I suffer from imposter syndrome all the time. (laughs) And there's there's really no way to fix it without therapy, Mm. right? You got to literally unpack every single piece of it. Mm -hmm. Like take the sweater out, unfold it, examine it, see where the wrinkles are, Uh right? And just kind of figure out, so my time is focused on doing this or... Where could my time be focused instead of going down this rabbit hole researching for grants for the nonprofit when I could really delegate that, or I could really make sure I give people more accountability.
0: Mm-hmm. We
1: Virgos, we like to do stuff and we know how to do it and
0: hang on to everything. Contro- yeah, yeah. it's hard to let go control, especially when you're so intimately involved with yes. every one of your projects. Well, I feel
1: like if I'm not that leaves room for not doubt from me, but you won't know that I have my stamp on it. Mm. You know? Sure. So, you know, this is an opportunity. and I guess this is the way I look at everything. It's an opportunity to really share with the world the gifts that you've been given. Mm. Mm-hmm. Like an offering, so to speak, right? Yeah. To be able to say, okay, these are the talents that God has given me. This is what my purpose is have some of my purpose.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: You know, this is the reason that I'm on this earth. One of the reasons, and that's definitely to bring joy to kids and to make sure that they're empowered and motivated. Because I remember when I was that kid that needed that motivation Mm -hmm. and that empowerment. And then as an actor, you know, you're constantly being told, you know, you're not tall enough. Your hair is not long enough. You know, I cut my hair in the industry and everybody freaked out. Oh, you're never going to work again. Oh, that's, you're going to have to wig it up everywhere you go. And I've gotten more corporate jobs with my short hair, the look that I have, than ever before. Mm-hmm. This year and last year have been the best years of my life in this industry. But it's been 15, 16, 17, 18 years that I've been trucking along yeah. trying to get to this point. And everything happens in its own timing, no matter how much you try to rush it. Mm-hmm. So I'm just learning to take it one day at a time, be grateful. My mantra is, you know, a grateful life is an abundant life. You can't have the stuff that you want if you're not patient. Mm. I wasn't patient for a long time and I didn't get it any faster. Right. <laughs> I, right. I didn't get it any faster just because I wanted it like super, super bad. <laughs> so you just got to take things with a grain of salt, man, and just go, just go as hard as you can and know that you did the work for the day. And that helps me sleep. Yeah.
0: And I mean, again, you do so much. So let's kind of like back up and dig in. Cause you mentioned uh the acting and the cutting of the hair and, and maybe your image being a little bit different. Mm-hmm. So let's kind of talk about acting first and, and about that world. Because I mean it seems right now in our culture, you can look like anything yeah. and be representing a group, whether that's um, African-American women, whether it's, uh, people with short hair, whether that's an alternative group, a progress- yeah. you know, like there's so many different visuals of people now versus even 20 years ago where everything might've been straight white, you know, whatever middle yeah. of the country kind of image on TV. And we're seeing that change so much and we have so much more diversity. So That's kind of a part two of what you were just saying, like, Hey, I cut my hair and now I've had the best two years. Part of that image
1: change kind of lines up with the culture. And it's funny you say culture because, you know, you think about how the world has watched TV and television and movies and film forever, Mm -hmm. but it's taken Hollywood time to diversify their portfolio of talent Even though the talent's always been there, they've just become bolder and more people of color have been able to green light jobs and opportunities for other people of color. So that's how you have um, Crazy Rich Asians. That's why you have um, all these movies or TV shows like Greenleaf where they're depicting um, what it's like in the black church. We've always had black churches. Right. We've always had black (laughs) pastors, male, female. We've always had Asian folk. We've always had Caucasians and black folk. We've been here, right? Okay. So there's a mindset. There had to be like this whole paradigm shift to get everybody on the same page and say, wow, since our market involves everybody, not just Caucasians, not just blacks, not just Asians, not just Native Americans, but... All these people, Mm -hmm. why don't we make projects that people can really like jump on the bandwagon? So then you got like shows like Fresh Off the Boat. Yeah. Right? People were blown away. They're like, oh my gosh, I see someone like me on TV. And black folk, we've been looking around like, "Mm -hmm." (laughs) we've been trying to tell y'all this for a long time. It Uh took Denzel Washington getting an Academy Award for Training Day when he really Mm -hmm. deserved it for... Everybody knows Malcolm X. So it's a mindset. And I think that everybody now is really, um, they're more receptive to it. And they realize, oh, this talent pool is great. Mm -hmm. You think about it for a second. James Bond became a black female. Right. James Bond has always been a white male. Yeah. For the first time ever, 007... Was a dark skinned black woman. Mm-hmm. Everybody was blown away. Yeah. But it was beautiful to me because I've always wanted to be James Bond. Yeah. So I'm looking up at the screen going, somebody heard my plea yes. and my prayer. So yes. that's what we want. We want mm-hmm. to feel like we're seen. Mm-hmm. And I think Hollywood has done a really good job with that in the last few years. I mean, we could always better Mm -hmm. but the more projects that are funded which is the other part of it you know you'll be able to have these uh, these opportunities we've been watching what was available to us johnny carson and lawrence welk and all these other shows you think about tina turner going way back and they wouldn't even let her be on certain shows or appear because she was black
0: right which is unbelievable because billy Oh my gosh. Billie Holiday is one of my, just one of my favorites when it comes to musical talent. And I remember the first time I heard her life story and I just had goosebumps Mm -hmm. and tears in my eyes and was just like, this is such an important story and nobody knows about it. You just bring up now. I feel like we should just do an episode of talk, like educate (laughs) people on Billie Holiday. I know there's a movie out now too, that people could see, but there's Which something about reading it. There's something about hearing it. I think I I heard um, another podcast. I'll maybe mention it in the show notes if I can think of it. But, man, her story and her struggle and the way the American government came after her mm-hmm. and crushed her, is it's maddening. And she was still brave. And she was still brave, and she yeah. was still fighting. But, yeah, Billie Holiday, Tina Turner. I mean, these black women the list goes on. led yeah. yeah led culture led the way you know nina simone who was born not that far from here and yes um is another one of my favorites mm.
1: young gifted and black yeah i love that song yeah we have to remind ourselves and that's you know not to stray too far but that's sort of why we wrote the book my safe place because Which is your children's book that
0: is sitting in front of me here and and, uh, coming out. Mm
1: -hmm. Yes. And that's why I said everything sort of marries all together. Because I'm able to do all the things that I do now for kids. Mm -hmm. Because I was encouraged as a kid. Those times where I was involved in three and four after school activities, didn't have much of a life as a kid had more discipline than I should have at an early age because I was on the debate team. I was on student council. Mm -hmm. I was traveling. I was doing these different things. I was competing nationally. Right. So I wasn't able to have fun like they were most of the time. So because of that, I was more disciplined and detailed and I needed encouragement because there were times I did want to quit because I wanted to do stuff that was cool and fun and not work and practice and, Yeah, go through that. Teens go through that. So to have somebody on your side, that will give you opportunities culturally, scholastically, um, volunteerism opportunities, that's what our nonprofit does. And then, of course, all the proceeds from the book are going to be poured back into our programming, Mm. so that we can do more with our award ceremony more where we can travel and do retreats and do amazing things to help pour into our kids.
0: Who encouraged you as a youth to pursue all these different things, debate team, all the things you were doing, who was in your corner? Were these things you wanted to do or you were interested in and people said, yeah, you're good at it. You should do it and you should stick to it. Mm -hmm. Or was it someone projecting what they wanted you to do and and you feeling?
1: So that's another great question. So I have been a ham since I came out of the womb. I always joke and I say that I, <laughs> I had a hairbrush. And I was like, wah, 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 like crying on scale. <laughs> right? That's just, who I was, baby Britney's here. Like that was like the baby yeah. Beyonce. So <laughs> with that said, my parents just put me in activities to help guide me. So I studied at the Fine Arts Center with the late Michael Rice and was in the arms program, was in the South Carolina Children's Theater. Shout out to them. And then I came across in high school a gentleman by the name of Mr. Truman Humbert, who full circle now serves on my board for the nonprofit. Okay. So he, he coached at a different school. And long story short, he was at Southside High School. I was at JL Mann High School. But he personally and privately coached me in the living room and the dining room of my house. So my parents would feed him, like feed him dinner and stuff. And he would come over a couple times a week and coach me and sent me to nationals twice. And that was for debate or? That was for the debate team. Awesome. So that was like my junior, senior year. I was co-captain. It was... It was a really awesome time, and I learned a lot. I still learn a lot from him. And like I said, full circle, he serves on my board and really supports what we do. He and his wife, his late wife, Miss Brenda, um, donated in a huge way to us—just mm-hmm. their time, their advice. Just he's really been a blessing, as well as my other board members. But Mister Humbert holds a special place in my heart because, like, I wrote a letter to Oprah about him and. When the great debaters came out with Denzel Washington, yes. I was like, that's my coach. That's Mr. Cumbert. Yeah. So he, he was just blown away by that. And he's just really been a blessing. He's like he's like an uncle to me. It, I love that you were on the debate
0: team because I think it's that's another thing in our culture right now of where people can't debate or disagree on things without having to hate each other or Door say flows. like, yeah, I can't, oh, we can't be friends. We can't, whatever, because you disagree with me. You have Ugh. a different opinion than me and being able to debate somebody in a civil manner and then shake hands and go agree to disagree. This is what makes, this is what's supposed to make our country great and walk away from the table. Yeah, You don't hear a lot of people talk anymore about, I was in debate club or I, you know,
1: Yeah, or meet a lot busy. of people who can do it. Well, I was in the performing events, so Mm. I wasn't in like extemporaneous debate and like Senate or Congress. I did the fun stuff. Yeah. The performance events, the prose, the poetry-esque type things, hilarious um, entertainment, so to speak. So dramatic interpretation, humorous interpretation. Uh, I never did duo because I didn't want to... It sounds awful, but... I never wanted to put my fate in the hands of someone else. (laughs) I was like, I can rely on me. So I'll just practice and I know what's in my brain, but I don't know what's in their brain. Yeah. so
0: I can hold myself accountable. It's going to be real hard to hold them accountable. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So you did debate what other, and you were acting in grade school, high school, Mm -hmm. and then parlayed that after graduating high school into
1: a career. What did you do after high school? Well, continue to be weird and figure out ways to get paid for it, right? yeah, that's really what being an actor is. You think about Johnny Depp, I say him because cause of, he's a weirdo, all <laughs> the crap that he's had to go through, yeah, but immensely talented, yes, very Just talented a strange individual, yeah, and he's not the only person out here that's a little Mm-mm. weird. Mm-mm. but I think about the the kids' voices that I do, all the animated characters and. All that is in my brain daily, <laughs> and you have to be able to laugh at yourself
0: and not be Absolutely. embarrassed and and let go. Absolutely. That's not my strong suit. that's for sure <laughs> at yeah. all. I can do this, and i can I can public speak mm-hmm. and i've and I've trained rooms full of people in prior careers, and I've done a I lot of totally stuff. see that, but to do things that, yeah, I can't. I wouldn't do funny voices. I wouldn't. Really? I don't think I, I mean, I think I could take on a character and try to do it. Mm -hmm. But the entire time, my insides would be on fire of like, (laughs) if this goes bad, just change your name, move to a new city. Like I would, I would be dying inside.
1: So even as you say that, I go back to sitting in front of the TV as a kid. And watching every cartoon and trying to mimic the voice. You got to get it wrong a few times before you get it right. So you just get it wrong before you go to the studio. Yeah. (laughs) You kind of like master it on your own. And then I've taken workshops with people like Lisa Biggs, who, man, she's like the Sam Jackson of voiceover. Mm. So she's done all different types of character voices from little boys to little girls to like snotty-nosed kids. And they're like... You know, like she's done all that kind of stuff. You you just have to be creative and just always know how to heighten. Mm-hmm. And of course that goes back to acting, right? Because when you're doing improv, they teach you how to heighten, how to say yes and how to keep going, all these different things, the seven rules of, you know. Have you ever taken improv?
0: I haven't, but I love listening to comedians and a lot of comedians, um, have all done improv. Like I'm a big fan of like the Amy Poehlers and the Tina Fey's, and all of those have done short form,
1: long form, all that. Mm -hmm. Um, it helps. I mean, I know business people that have done improv only because it makes them wittier. It makes them more creative. And they have to do pitches and stand in front of people. Exactly. And it sort of prepares you for the positive and the negatives of how things can go. Mm -hmm. Um, So, yeah, I I think acting has always sort of been inside of me, even when I was um, really small. And it just gives me this creative juice that flows into everything else. Mm. What's been your favorite gig that you've done? Man, I don't want anybody to get upset. Any of my clients, (laughs) clients, close your ears. (laughs) I think I would have to say, too recently, uh, I just, (laughs) I just flew out to Wichita, Kansas to record a job for Deloitte. Okay. Which was amazing. I got a chance to meet Spot the Dog. I had no, like the tech lingo... I don't understand it. I never have. But I seem to be the voice for tech shows, for tech. Uh, it was a two-minute video for the Smart Factory. Oh, okay. So if you go to YouTube, you can you can find it. But it was super fun. It was a three-day shoot. The, the crew was great. The script was probably the hardest script I've ever had to learn. Because it's all tech language. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it had to be memorized. This wasn't on teleprompters. You know, sometimes we can cheat. Yeah. But it was tough. It was a lot of lingo, a lot of you know. Mm-hmm. I can't even remember it now. I, I threw it out of my head as soon as. I was, But that was really fun. Uh, they treated me really well, and then most recently, I went to Nebraska. Never had been to Omaha, Nebraska before, and I did a job for a Physicians Mutual okay. pet insurance. Fines. <laughs> so every time I see a dog now I'm like, look at the little You're like, I could sell you some pet insurance. Exactly. <laughs> so uh Dog Doctor was the name of the dog. Doctor. Yeah. Oh that's the the uh-huh. famous dog in this spot with me. But yeah, I'm just grateful. And mm-hmm. note those are two corporate gigs. Mm-hmm. I love all of the theatrical stuff. I don't seem to do as much of it. I do more of the corporate voiceovers, corporate mm-hmm. uh, commercials, explainer videos, talking head videos. That's mm-hmm. sort of where my the lane of my voice has directed me. But it's cool. What advice would you give to somebody who's like, I want to be an actor? I want to pursue that. I would say two things. Make sure you have a really good support system Mm. because the industry can, if you let it, it can really deter you in a lot of ways. Sort of like, you know, being a musician in the entertainment industry, like there are a lot of, I don't want to say predators, but there are a lot of predatory situations that you can get yourself into if you're not careful and you have to have somebody that you trust that you can count on. I will say that. That has what, that's really what's kept me all these years. And I think the other piece would be, don't take yourself too seriously. I wanted to be an actor so bad, Mm -hmm. (laughs) like my entire life. That's all I wanted to do every day. That was the focus. Mm -hmm. I don't want a boyfriend. I just want to be an actor. Mm -hmm. And I even acted with my boyfriends and you know, it was just a lot. Don't take yourself so seriously. Just chill. Take it one day at a time. Learn all you can. Take as many workshops as you can, free, paid. Do it all, mm-hmm. so that you can understand that there's a plethora to know about this industry,
0: and a lot of different avenues. Mm-hmm. I think people forget, like, there's voiceover work. There's, yep, like you mentioned, corporate work.
1: But yeah, there there are lots of lanes. You know, looping apparently is something that is huge these days. Um, What's looping? So looping is like when you do a voiceover and a company owns it or a production house owns it and they can use it for another project. Ah, uh, Right. Okay. So that's happened before. Like, for instance, I worked for, I did a project for Tyler Perry and I was a 911 operator. So they actually looped that. So smart. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. As long as you get paid. Yeah, I was going to say as long deal. as you get paid for both. I will accept <laughs> all checks. <laughs> there are lots of different lanes. Just have a find a group be on Facebook, figure out what works best for you mm-hmm. and find people who like to do what you like to do mm-hmm. and just have a tribe, create a tribe. And stick with those people. And I think networking is going to be big for you. I have so many friends that are film directors, producers, PAs. We all sort of talk about what opportunities are happening. Mm -hmm. Like, for instance, there's a friend of mine who's a producer at ETV. Met him years ago. And I've been able and very fortunate to walk into a couple of opportunities because he remembered me. And he remembered, oh, Brittany does this. She's hosted you know, a couple of radio shows and she's done voiceover stuff and blah, 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 blah. Um, she'd be great to be a correspondent on this show. So talk to us about your nonprofit. Yeah. What, what started it? When, what, what kicked it off? Hmm. A, an idea, zap, from the Holy Spirit. That was another one that sort of came to me. I was in the middle of another project. I had written some children's books. And my brother, Brooks Brackett, shout out to Brooks Brackett. Yeah,
0: I'm looking at his art right here. And I said this to you when you walked in the door, like, oh, I'm glad you brought the
1: book because I wanted to see what the art looked like on the inside. Because just the cover is so annoying beautiful. He's, he's amazing. My brother <laughs> is so talented and gifted. He was drawing the Rugrats at like the age of three, oh, freehand. My mom was like, what is this? Oh my God, my son is a savant. Yeah. Like she was just freaking out. So he has, this is actually the fourth children's book that he and I have done together, but this is the first globally published one. And it's a big deal because, you know, we were able to have the opportunity with the state of South Carolina's help and Senator Carl Allen's help with a grant that we received. So with that said, that, that goes with the patience. Like this book was meant to be published in 2020 during the pandemic mm. It's 2022, so I sat on this book because I was like, oh man, it's going to cost me like five grand to publish this book. Oh, I don't want to spend that right now. Mm-hmm. I got other stuff. I'm trying to do acting stuff. I'm trying to pay rent. I'm trying to you know, like all these yeah. things that are in my brain. And I just waited and I was patient. And the masterpiece that is there is because my brother put his hands on it. I just mm-hmm. kind of give him like, I said, okay, I want a little girl with, Afropuffs on the cover. Mm-hmm. Do whatever you want with the rest of it. Use the words. Go where your brain lets you go, and giving people creative freedom mm. helps to bring out the best work. I bawled so hard when I saw the book because even though the book's illustrations are so beautiful, there's a couple of d- hidden meanings in the book. Right. It starts off with kids that are in the fetal position. They're full of anxiety and they're anxious and depressed and slowly they gain this confidence and they have these affirmations that are like speaking life into them. And then it helps them sort of get a better frame of mind of how powerful they really are. And that's why affirmations and motivators and having the right people in your corner make a difference Because that's where the mindfulness exercises came from in the back of the book. Mm -hmm. Eight pages. Not only do you have affirmations that are telling you you're brave, you're smart, you know, you set the candle. You like the candle that sets the fire ablaze, right? Yeah. Like you're sitting there holding your arms up, flexing, like I am powerful. I am cool. I'm a little different, which is fine. I'm cool because Mm -hmm. I am different. So, and then with the t-shirts to match, we've got backpacks. I mean, as a kid, you want to be able to see your power Mm -hmm. to remind you. That's why people buy graphic tees. We like graphic tees that say, how about them tacos? Right. Or (laughs) whatever they say, right? I have one right now that says thankful Thankful and blessed. blessed. Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah, I have one that says nature with a tree on it. And nature is my church. This book, uh, this new book, my safe place. It's it's hel- It's not just teaching kids self care, but also oh. coping. Oh yeah, because when you're a kid, you only know the very like raw emotions of like happy, sad, angry. Mm-hmm. Really, that's it. And we have to learn all the other nuanced sort of emotions and how we deal with them versus kids that maybe have a rough upbringing. And so anger is the way they express every emotion and it's maybe Mm -hmm. breaking stuff or it's whatever versus, you know, one of the mantras in this book, or like you said, Hey, finding a way to be in nature Mm -hmm. and letting that calm
1: you down and using self-care as a coping skill. Well, that's, that's exactly it. And when you think about the control that adults have on where they can go, what they can do if they want to spend the money and go to a retreat or get there. Thanks to my boo. We go get our foot massages. Mm -hmm. They have to go with what they know or Mm -hmm. what they've been exposed to. You know, just like how are there racist people because someone exposed them to racism. Mm -hmm. Racism is learned. Mm -hmm. Okay. It is totally learned. So the same way something negative can be learned something positive can be learned. So you, you want your kids, if you have kids or people that look up to you, friends, cousins, whatever, you want them to know that they can also have certain things. Mindfulness is free. Mm. It is free. Mm. I love that you said that.
0: Mm -hmm. Totally free. And we, we started to kind of dig into it, but we got off topic and that's great. But you started this nonprofit mm-hmm. and your book sales go benefit back towards the nonprofit and so what are you guys doing with the nonprofit how does it operate
1: what's the it's
0: scholarships correct
1: yes so since 2015 we have been an organization that empowers and motivates kids for greatness we started giving scholarships we were giving away a $500 scholarship to the overall winner but we have seven categories that we recognize kids, and it turned into a loose leaf opportunity for a mentorship because mm. we had people who were adults and and young adults who were working in those categories. So, for instance, athlete of the year, innovator, entrepreneur, scholar, entertainer, volunteer of the year, and then overall outstanding youth. Trying to get to the point where we're trying to get funding so that we can always give away five hundred minimum to each kid. Mm. But we give away trophies. We give away um, scholarships to art camp. We've done uh, an art competition during the all, all, when all the world was going crazy for George Floyd.
0: Mm-hmm. We had
1: an art competition and we gave away um, two hundred and fifty dollars across to three different kids. One of them had, and I have to send you the picture. One of them did a painting. The other one did a pencil and paper drawing. Another one did a sculpture. Mm. And her sculpture was like a, a head with a big afro, and had her arms and wrists up with chains on them. Mm. So it just goes to show you how our kids are viewing all the things that are going on. Right? You know, we you think we take it hard as adults. Imagine what the kids are feeling, mm-hmm. and we don't know if we don't ask them mm-hmm. or involve them in some way. So we have uh, we did a streamyard forum where we talked about what happened with George Floyd. We talked about policing and a few other things with a couple of community advocates. We've done cultural awareness events. We've done volunteerism where we've gotten together 20, 30 kids to put together essential worker stockings. Mm -hmm. We went and delivered those during the pandemic to the blood connection, to uh, grocery store workers, to the post office workers, everybody who, people sort of forgot about. So that's sort of what we focus on. We, we took it and expanded it, not just from having the award ceremony, which is great, but the cultural aspect, buying tickets to Peace Center shows or events mm-hmm. in the community, giving them to the kids, allowing parents to be chaperones and have the exposure that kids need to say, wow, somebody cares about me. And because they care about me, I'm going to do the best that I can do to be successful down the road.
0: Love that opening up, opening up doors to new opportunities, mm-hmm. tickets to the peace center to see shows yeah. or music or yeah. that's so important. Cause that gets missed. I think like yeah. and somehow they got to develop, you, you don't know who the next, and, and especially in your case, you know, this mm-hmm. so well, you don't know who the next Denzel Washington is going to be. No, And if they never get the chance to go see a live performance of something or
1: theater, mm-hmm. it doesn't, that, that, that could be spark never gets lit. Exactly. That could be given to them because you cared enough about them. Sometimes you just get a feeling to do stuff. Mm -hmm. And what you, I guess what you need to be concerned is if you don't ever get a feeling to do anything, why? You need to check in with your, your heart center for sure. Yeah, It's not like I, I mean, I guess you could say I'm addicted to doing good, but I haven't always been that way. I've messed up. I'm human. You know, I've made Mm -hmm. bad decisions. But I think as life goes on, I understand that life is not about the things that I want. It's about ways that I can help people and make their lives better and my life better. We need those people in our community because we're not all those people.
0: Mm-hmm. Or like you just said, we're not those people all the time. Yeah. And that's okay. Mm-hmm. But, and that's part of the the reason of this podcast mm-hmm. is... Let's get to know people in our local communities again that are doing things. Yeah. People aren't going to know about your nonprofit if we're not talking about it, if mm-hmm. we're not getting people to show up. Like how do we make it better every year for you? Even if it's just, even if my part is just letting people know that it's the outstanding youth awards and here's how you can find information to donate, or go mm-hmm. buy the book that's going to go right back and benefit uh yeah. this organization. Maybe that's my part I play because you're In you're creating the opportunity for Mm -hmm. people, and then there's people that come and work alongside you. Yeah, you're bored, that's their part to play. So, there's nothing wrong with like you don't need to be Superman in your community necessarily. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: You just need to play your role, true, in your community. You put out into the world and you give what you want to get back, right? It's
1: like maybe the book is not enough, maybe the nonprofit is not enough, maybe. Uh, the way that I volunteer in the community, the the work that I do at my church is not enough. But maybe my voice, letting somebody know it's important to be kind, Mm -hmm. will help them be kind to somebody else. It's not about how you feel. I don't always feel like being nice. We wouldn't have all these shootings and all this other stuff in the world if we were more aware. I'm glad you
0: brought that up too because Greenville has changed so much. You grew up here, Mm -hmm. correct? So in your time here, what changes have you seen? Um, And just recently in the news, there was um, these four guys caught for beating up homeless people in a portion of Greenville, which was just so shocking to me because we don't have a lot of that here. Um, But Greenville has changed so much over the last 10, 15, 20 years.
1: I think, you know, this is a sensitive subject, for both sides, but I mean, we're going to go there. I think, and I mean, I've been fortunate. I stay in an area that is, has for the most part, always been safe. Um, but with a lot of the gentrification happening mm-hmm. and people being moved and sort of uprooted from a place that they know. And then, you know, as much as I love parks, you have to think about unity park. Right? Mm -hmm. We spend $60 million on a park. Green spaces are amazing, but we still have hundreds of homeless people, not just in our city, I mean, cities Mm -hmm. across the country. So it just makes you wonder as much as Greenville is cognizant of how beautiful we want our city to be, we have to be aware of every facet of it. Mm -hmm. And I have a friend, like I said before, I have a friend who's a film director. He did a documentary called Homeless in the South, years ago. And he talked about all the statistics of people living here, those who are being counseled by various organizations, not just here, everywhere. Mm -hmm. They have transitional housing here, there, lots of places. It doesn't work for everybody. Everybody doesn't have the same discipline. Some people are under the influence of a lot of different things. A lot of mental health
0: issues that are not addressed. And that's the last one.
1: So that translates into the National Alliance for Mental Illness, NAMI, uh, Mental Health Centers of America, Suicide Prevention Line, mm-hmm. 988, by the way, if nobody knows. Uh, so it, there are a lot of things that, that have to do with the homeless population. But when you say somebody got beat up, that's upsetting because instead of helping somebody, you'd rather bring harm to them. And they aren't trying to harm you. Mm-hmm. That's what breaks my heart about these school shootings. What breaks my heart about, you know, the stuff that happened at the Capitol. People don't deserve to die because you're having a bad day. No excuse. Nobody deserves to have their life taken because you found out you got some bad news about whatever.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: That's not the way this whole thing works. You got to get yourself figured out over here. Mm-hmm. The, the mindfulness or wellness retreat mm-hmm.
0: as a group of kids, because mm-hmm. that's the other thing, right? Like technology isolates mm-hmm. us so much Yeah, because we can sit on a computer and have friends across the globe playing mm-hmm. some video game. And so, yeah, we have this community, but we have this community, which can, for some kids, mm-hmm. it's amazing. I have a friend whose son has a great group of kids that they play online. And that's, Almost like the rare case of technology bringing people together Mm -hmm. where it seems to pull us, you can be a kid and if your parents aren't paying attention, you can go down in the basement and play video games Mm -hmm. and get on a, a, you know, white nationalist website and be indoctrinated or a, Mm -hmm. you know, terrorist group website and be indoctrinated. Mm -hmm. And nobody's watching that. And we celebrate technology and and there's a lot of great things about technology. I don't want to just rag on, on, I'm very thankful for the internet. I'm thankful for the expediency of things. (laughs) Yeah. But there's a lot of dangers around kids getting online Mm -hmm. and having this unfiltered access and and having that ability to be indoctrinated. Mm. And then we're, and I say, again, I say we as a culture, as a country, Not really paying attention until it's too late. Mm
1: -hmm. Well, and then you have the enormous worldwide web. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's worldwide. I can only imagine the number of businesses and groups that are orchestrated and have websites and all these different things that are happening Mm -hmm. on the web. I have three websites alone. Right. Author websites, this and that. I'm just one person, right? Imagine, like you say, white nationalists and all these hate groups. And uh, there there are so many things for people to choose from. And then let's not get into Instagram and Facebook, how they monitor and Mm -hmm. target us. And And YouTube with their algorithms of our phones. They're very, very good at. They're very good at. Taking you down rabbit holes. Yeah. Alexa Mm -hmm. is always listening. Mm -hmm. My mom made a joke one time and she said, you don't have Alexa in the bedroom, do you? (laughs) I was like, mom. And it's just so funny. And I I said, I never thought about that. That's kind of crazy. You're like, I don't now as you throw it out the window. (laughs) I don't need you anymore. Yeah. The world is vast and we... Just have to be careful setting parental. Uh, not uh, once again, not a parent, setting parental controls for your kids, limiting what they can do. But if you're in a bad environment, mm-hmm. who's going to do that? If mom or dad is doing not present, mm-hmm. out working. Some single parents are working two and three right. jobs. There are so many things that can happen because isolation mm-hmm. does that. Mm -hmm. And you start getting curious. You're like, hmm, what is this pornography? What is all of these things? What Mm -hmm. is this stuff? And that's when all the bad stuff can start to fill people's heads. Mm -hmm. Not just kids and teens, but adults too. Yeah. The pandemic, let's let's be reminding everybody, was not kind to some folk. Some people still have anxiety. Mm -hmm. And they're coming out of... It's funny how people have anxiety coming out of the anxiety of being at home. Yeah. It's changed me. Mm-hmm. I used to be the super outgoing person. I used to love to go to networking events and I used to love to be here and there. The pandemic turned me into a super nerd mhm in a good way, right yeah. I was reading books and I was taking classes online and i was i mean I took an improv class with the groundlings in California. Right? Mm-hmm. I was like, Zoom is fantastic. This is so cool. I'm doing yeah. improv with somebody that's 3,000 miles away. Yeah. Insane. But not everybody is positively creative or mm. productive. Some people are getting into stuff, and that's where they go down that rabbit hole, and the white rabbit's right there to meet them. Mm-hmm. Come on through. Let me show yeah. you uh, how we can get here and there. And that's not the best place for them to be. Mm-hmm. So. We've just got to try to pull the coattails and say, hey, there's some cool stuff going over here that's safe. <laughs> come, yeah. come over here yeah. and not be involved in that. And your children's books, I mean, that's a great place to start.
0: I'm a big uh, reader. Yay. Um I have books in every room. It's uh, And I got started as a child reading. My parents read to me. Mm-hmm. It opened up the world. Of course. In a healthy way Mm -hmm. you know the ability to think um dolly parton with her imagination library has a quote yeah has a quote about you know if you can read you can go anywhere you can learn anything True. you don't have to have money but if you can read you can teach yourself anything yeah
1: all these little pieces of information that remind you man i haven't been there but i just went in my mind Mm-hmm. I haven't been to Bora Bora, but I've I can look at you know the population there, and I can look at pictures, and I can dream about it one day. Mm-hmm. But the fact that I know about it, nobody can take that from me. Yeah. So that's the cool thing about knowledge and exposing yourself to how your imagination can really work. Mm-hmm. I've always had a really vivid imagination because I am a kid at heart, mm-hmm. and I think that's how I can bring these projects. Two kids in a way that is familiar and relatable because I love playing with them. I mean, I give stuff away all the time. Mm-hmm. I met a little girl today, thanks to my producer. I gave a, a book to her, and I, you know how you just you feel angels. Mm-hmm. Kids are angels. Some of them are. Some <laughs> of them are angels. Not all of them. <laughs> I work with a lot of kids. Some of them are angels, but I, I that saw innocence her. that yeah. that.
0: Yeah. The Mm -hmm. spark for life
1: Mm -hmm. and the opportunities to come. She was four Mm. and the age group. I know it's a broad age, but four to 12, Mm. because I feel like those that's the age, like before you become a teenager Mm -hmm. and those, those years where you really need to be stroked in a different way. Yeah. Like your mind has got to be on the right things to stay focused before you cross over into the angry land of teenager. Right. Of puberty and
0: your, um, your parents, we kind of mentioned them at the beginning of this podcast. They seem to be very supportive of you and your career. Tell us
1: about them. (laughs) I am extremely fortunate to have parents that believe in me, even when I didn't, you know, I am a total Looney Tune. My parents have, comforted me through that
0: mm-hmm.
1: throughout my life and they've reminded me, you're different, you're unique, this is definitely gonna pay off for you. Just stick with it, stay focused. You know, don't get distracted by the crappy stuff that happens to you in your life.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: It can't be it can't go well all the time. There are gonna be some moments where you might be sick, you might get a diagnosis, or you might have money issues or Maybe you have to move home to help out a parent. You know, I've been through that.
0: Mm-hmm. So
1: having to do things that make you uncomfortable are okay. As long as you don't lose the lightness inside of you.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And if you know how to let that drive you, it can take you where you're supposed to go instead of it hindering you. And I think that's kind of been where you say the resiliency comes from, because there are a lot of things that I thought would break me. Mm-hmm. But I'm to the point now where I go, oh, so that's why that happened. Oh, okay. I'm cool with that now. (laughs) Yeah. It it doesn't really piss me off like it used to. Yeah. I'm good. I'm good. I can handle this. And then you understand that that's what life is all about. It's like life is like a box of chocolates.
0: Yeah. And you have that support system in your
1: family. Mm -hmm. Truly. They have given me so many pieces of knowledge that helped me understand myself better. Mm. I didn't, I didn't understand myself. I was just fishing, literally fishing in the dark Yeah, for whatever I could hold on to that made me feel cool or like I knew what I was talking about or like I knew what I was doing. But now I don't want, I don't want to say I'm an expert, but I'm very sure that what I do has a market. Mm -hmm. So I know how to get into that niche. I know how I know what people are looking for, what the lane is, what the, the MO is, so to speak. And then I just do it. And then I like sales. Yeah. You know what you're doing. You know what you're good at. Stick to that. And the rest will kind of present itself. I'm lucky and I'm grateful. What's
0: next? I mean, you, this book just came out, Mm um, Again, the name of the book is My Safe Place. And where can people get this if
1: they want to purchase it? So we're really fortunate to have this book on Amazon. You can look for it, My Safe Place by Brittany Brackett. It's also on barnesandnoble.com. We also have an ebook version available now. So you can grab that. Um, and then you can visit outstandingyouthawards.com. We have a kid's clothing line that debuted in May at the Children's Museum, which is all affirmation, sort of similar to the book, but it's all affirmation-type clothing. So we have an icon that says, Fearfully and wonderfully made with a barcode, Mm -hmm. right? We have shirts that match the book. Um, Own Your Crown, the little girl looking up with a little crown above her little Afro puffs, right? Mm -hmm. All these different creative, cool things that help kids remember how to empower themselves. I think I saw one of the shirts that I was like, ooh, do they have an adult
0: version of that? With the oh, brain yeah. and the creative we do. side lit up we do. I in like the multicolor. I was like, that is a great design. That is such a creative design. Oh, thanks. Would a kid's X large fit me? Maybe.
1: Whatever. We have adult sizes for you. I'm going okay. to send you one. I'm going to send you one because I have a medium. I'm going to send you one. Okay. Uh, but I made clothes... My brother also helped design some of these. And then Serena Harris was our uh, third clothing designer. And we just wanted to create simple, positive sayings that when somebody sees it, they go, oh, cool. Where'd you get that? Mm
0: -hmm.
1: And then all, once again, all the proceeds go back to the nonprofit. And then our third aspect of what we did with the grant was that we had a teen podcast. Mm -hmm. So we had two teen hosts and we brought in everyone from muralists and artists. We had uh, a mental health segment where we talked to Dr. Richard Davis from Vive Greenville. Mm. And we kind of covered that. We talked to uh, the executive director of ROM Academy. So we've we've done a lot with that grant that we received so that every single thing, all of the income from the podcast, from the, the clothing design, the book, Everything is funneled back into the nonprofit so that we can just do things that are bigger and better down the road. Two questions that I've been asking my
0: guests Mm -hmm. since we sat down and had a conversation today. If you could sit down with someone in the entertainment industry and have a one-on-one conversation, Mm -hmm. who would that be?
1: There's so many people. (laughs) (laughs) But if I had to narrow it down, I mean, I hate to be so cliche, but I'm going to say Meryl Streep. Mm, Yeah. I mean, who else has won as many Academy Awards? Who knows how to get it right? Like Meryl Streep. Yeah. She can be into the woods or into some devil wears Prada. Yeah. Okay. Once again, that versatility, I just want to just have a conversation with her and, and treat her to coffee. Mm -hmm. And man,
0: I love I love that, yeah. Because one role I loved her in that I don't know if a lot of people watched, but she played Margaret Thatcher. I and did I not see forget that. what that movie's called. I would be lying. It might just be called Margaret. I'm not sure. You can Google it and find it. But it was such a cool role because that's such a complicated character, yeah. and a serious character. But then on the flip side, Meryl Streep is like. Goofy and playful, right? And quirky in real life, yeah. And so when you see her in real life, mm-hmm. and then you see these super serious characters she plays, mm-hmm. it's like, yeah, that's what acting is.
1: Then she plays Julia Child, yes, right. How do you? <laughs> oh, how do you go? That's another all these one of my favorite. Mm-hmm. She was incredible. She she always has been. She the last time she won her Academy Award, she goes, uh, uh, "Don't give me any more of these. Just, I, I don't want to be up here anymore." Let someone else win. Okay. Uh Uh-huh. But the other person who's not in the entertainment industry, but that's that's my second question. So good. Roll into it. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm totally obsessed with Jay Shetty.
0: Do I know who that is? I don't think I know who that is. So
1: number one, he's this beautiful brown man and he has these, (laughs) I don't know his nationality. I I don't know. I want to say he's potentially, he's Indian, I think. But he has these like gray eyes Mm -hmm. and he was featured on Ellen and he's sort of like a new age Deepak Chopra type person. Okay. But he does these like social impact videos that are all over Instagram and YouTube and stuff. And they're like motivational. They challenge you to think and Mm -hmm. he pops up at the end and he's like in all of his hotness he's just talking about how the world should be a better place and how we should really work hard to make it one. Mm-hmm. Let's not just talk about it, be about it. So yeah, he he was featured on Ellen and he gave Ellen a gift as a, you know, a parting gift for her show and I think he wrote her a check for $10,000 for her foundation mm-hmm. or something because you know she helps animals and she helps kids and mm-hmm. he was one of the only people that poured into her the way that she's been pouring into people her whole life. Mm -hmm. So I thought that was really interesting. And he talks about being mindful and cognizant and aware about life Mm -hmm. and how to be a better person. Well, thank you
0: so much for joining me today. This was such a pleasure. I feel like we have so much more to talk about. So you definitely need to come back and maybe after the next awards, come back and talk about them and maybe feature some of the kids that that won and just talk. Come back and tell us how the book's doing. Mm-hmm.
1: Tell us about your next project. I think it'd be great to have you back. And Well, thank you so much for having me. It's just, I'm grateful to even be sitting here, you know, I'm just glad that my work is speaking for me and I hope that it's a blessing to, to those who find it and can use it. Awesome. So thank you. Thank you.
0: Don't forget to follow Conversation Mill on Instagram for episode previews. And join Conversation Mill at conversationmill.substack.com for additional chats with our guests, entrepreneurship tips, leadership training, and member-only content. And as always, thank you for listening to Conversation Mill and being part of our community.